Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Uh, good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Thank you very much for uh, joining us today. Um, and just for the people viewing and listening to this, I want to introduce everyone. We've got uh, Jose uh, Viquera, who's the President CEO of O3 Mining. We've got Justin Reed, CEO of Troilus Gold. We've got Pascal Hamler, he is CEO of Bonterra. And also Barry Allen, MD and Senior Mining Analyst at Laurentian Bank. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. Cool, cool, cool. Well, um, guys, I wish we'd had this conversation two years ago because I've, I've just—I think I've just figured something out—is that, uh, and, and so listening to the stories and speaking to you guys uh, over that time, which is, it feels to me like Quebec mining companies seem to have an unfair advantage compared to other Canadian mining companies in the sense that the province supports your activities, and then of course you've got banks like uh, Barry's as well, you know, heavily, heavily involved. Um, so, and, and I just want to explore that that one thought. And Barry, if I may come to you first, um, can you just give us a little uh, better back uh, your, your background, and then perhaps we'll kind of dive into some of the things that you get up to at Laurentian Bank? Yes, uh, by all means, Tom. Um, so, yeah, uh, Laurentian Bank is is a Quebec-based uh, uh, chartered bank, and we are the only investment team that operates out of the province of Quebec. But we do cover uh, we are a national investment platform, and we cover companies worldwide. Uh, there are in our investment group. Uh, we have ten investment bankers. Uh, some might argue that's that's uh, a, a big compliment, but there's a lot to do in the province, and that's supported by four of us in the research team, of which I'm the managing director of. So we have quite a broad footprint when it comes to mining, uh, and particularly we have we pride ourselves that Quebec is is our backyard. So we like to uh, make sure that we are paying attention to things that are going on in, in Quebec. When we look at Quebec particularly, and, and the point that you are asking or have asked, do Quebec companies, based companies enjoy, or even operating companies in Quebec enjoy a competitive advantage uh, relative to other mining companies globally, or even within the in, in Canadian context? There's no doubt they do. Um, and there's, there's a number of points that we can cite to it. There are a number of mining friendly jurisdictions within Canada, uh, established mining camps. But I think as one of our, our colleagues here has just pointed out, Jose has pointed out, probably one of the biggest driving factor uh, about the province of Quebec, not only you know the Plan Nord, which is a $25 billion investment that Quebec has committed to in roads, power, um, airstrips uh, in the northern part of, 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 of Quebec, uh, Quebec, and the particular northern part of Quebec is a very well-endowed mineral terrain. Uh, we have a number of major mineral camps within the province of Quebec. You know, everyone knows the Abitibi, but you know, James Bay is, is a very underexplored area all the way up to the Ungava Peninsula, uh, the Detour Belt. You know, we have major geological endowments which have been underexplored. And with the whole uh, Plan Nord, which uh, Quebec embarked upon in, in uh, 2011. It was a commitment to spend uh, $80 billion over 25 years, and this is on the promotion of energy. This is the James Bay Power Project. And through that, there's an extensive road network through the north, uh, supported by airstrips, a number of, of, uh, of uh, communities that, that do exist. But on top of that, to allow that plan to continue, one of the key parts, which which I think sets uh, Quebec a little bit apart from the rest of Canada, 
they had to come to a, a general First Nations agreement about, you know, how uh, development is going to work within the province of Quebec. And not every province in Canada has actually done that. So that simplifies the operating uh, uh, infrastructure or protocols around developing of a project. Here in Ontario, we do not have such a thing. And many provinces really don't have that First uh, Nations agreement, which is a nice umbrella to work with uh, within. But that's just part of the commitment that the Quebec government have made to, as part of their plan Nord, to, you know, to develop uh, a lot of the assets in, in, the, in the North. That is supported, and there's other people that can probably talk better than I, but there's also a very good tax structure that's layered on top of, and, you know, we talk about super flow through, which is a very Canadian thing, I'm, I'm sorry to talk about, but, you know, for Canadian investors in, in early stage exploration, um, Quebec offers some of the best tax incentives uh, through their Quebec-based flow through. For Quebec-based investors investing in, in assets, they get 120% write off of their investment. So there is... A, there is more than lip service being being applied here to the development of, of uh, assets in Quebec. Uh, and that does put companies operating in Quebec, you know, political stability, I haven't even talked about, you know, I, I, we haven't had a coup in a long time in Canada. Uh, and certainly uh, uh, we are, uh, as provinces, a very stable jurisdiction and, and we are a mining country. So that provides uh, the added stability compared to an international perspective. A lot of things I talked about is about Quebec within the province of Ontario, but, but also there is that global aspect is that we pride ourselves in Canada being a fairly stable and reasonable jurisdiction in which to do business. So I'd pass maybe the baton on to one of my, my colleagues here who, who, who really have their, their feet on the ground and are actually working within the sector. No, better firsthand uh, some of these elements that I've talked about. Appreciate that overview. In fact, that's a fantastic overview. I hadn't actually realized the, the, the point about the First Nations. Um, Justin, you've been through a process recently. We just heard from Barry uh, the way that the government supports um, mining broadly through infrastructure investment, um, which you know goes does have a, a bottom line effect for, for the companies in the, in the region. Um, You've been through a process recently where you've got some funding from government bodies, from pr provincial uh, departments and bodies. So can you tell us about you know, what you had to go through? Was it a long, laborious process or you know, are they genuinely making it easy? Well, I think uh, my, my colleagues on the, on the line would agree, money's never easy. Uh, it's, it's always a lot of work, but uh, what I would say is that um, even out, excuse me, even outside of our process, um, Quebec's established an institutional framework to promote um, development of assets, full stop, because ultimately that's jobs, taxations, revenue to the, to the province. Um, cradle to grave, Quebec, via its various pension funds and investments, uh, investment funds, have set up a series of funds that will provide capital for every stage of development from grassroots hope and a dream all the way to multi-million, hundred million dollar project finances. And we have the luxury at Troilus, 25% of our institutional ownership right now is Quebec-based, um, is Investment Quebec, the case, Fonds Solitaire de Quebec, Sidex, Esther James Bay, as, as my colleagues have as well. Um, yeah, we went through an intensive, especially with Investment Quebec, 
we went through an intensive five-month due diligence process. It was a deep dive. Um, however, they came in as a major uh, lead order on our last $55 million that we've raised. And the great thing about Quebec government-sponsored investment is that it's there forever, right? They, they've now committed to your company. They've committed to the growth of your company, and they've committed to see that first bar of gold port. And, and so for us, it uh, yeah, it's a lot of work, um, but it's certainly well worth it because you're establishing a really solid foundation in Quebec to build a mine. And I would say a lot of other jurisdictions don't have that nearly like Quebec does. Well, I think that's the interesting point to me is, is you know, how the other provinces uh, interact with, with mining. And I've not heard it the way I've heard it with, with, with Quebec. But just, just, on a, just on a point of the five-month diligence process, how are they qualified to work out whether what you've got is good or not? It, it's not a case. I want to. I want to believe as an investor. I've got to protect my investment um, by sort of, you know de-risking various components here. And if if Quebec is just throwing money at you, irrespective of how good the project is, then perhaps it's it's not as strong as I thought. But so, what do they do during this five months process? Well, I mean, if you have a bad asset, you still have a bad asset. They have to. The, the Quebec government is like any institutional investor. They have to have a return on their investment. And so I would not say that this money is a blank check. What I would say is when you look at Pascal's project and Jose's project, these are all great Quebec development projects. And we're all very lucky to work where we're working and have the skilled labor that we do. But we also have great projects, which I think is a bottom line. You have to be able to have a great project. For us, the Quebec government is incredibly sophisticated. This wasn't somebody writing a check saying congratulations. This was the Ministry of Energy and Resources completing a full environmental, social, and technical DD on our work. This is a full environmental audit of the impact that we have now and that we will have in the future. And it was also a social due diligence and social review of what the long-term implications of our, of our industrial entity could be to the province. So, um, it was not like a normal fund manager trying to trade a gold stock. This was investing for the long term. Fantastic. Okay. Um, Jose, I think Barry touched upon a point there, which I, I kind of perhaps put sidelined a little bit, but um, is equally important, which is the physical endowment of the Abitibi region. It's got a long history uh, to when we've spoken in the past, you're a big fan of data and, and, and making sure you understand the data to add value to the the to the asset and also to the, to the company. Um, what are you seeing in terms of, uh, again, the government's interaction with companies like yours in the Abitibi? I guess I'm very fond of being very technical, but one thing that I would like to say coming from uh, where I come from, Peru, is that we cannot underestimate the rule of law. And that's the first thing that I would say. If you work in a stable jurisdiction, you cannot take it just as, oh, we're in a stable jurisdiction. It is a very important thing. We're in one of the most stable jurisdictions in the world. And I would not say it's unfair to have Quebec government putting money to you. It's actually very fair for their sophistication to understand that by supporting you, they are developing a nation. And it's as simple as that. It's very fair. From there to say, I have the best projects in the world, I want them to be better, and I'm going to be able to serve the others in a much better way. And they understand, as we understand, that we are in a prime jurisdiction. 
I'm in a jurisdiction where more than 200 million ounces of gold has been produced in the ABTV, from where probably 120 has been uh, already exploited in uh, in Canada, in, 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 in Quebec particularly. I mean, there has been 124 mines in the ABTV, to give you an idea. 15 of them has already produced 3.5 million ounces. So I remember my grandfather used to tell me, if you're going to look for elephants, go to a country of elephants. And this is what Quebec is. If we think about also to the endowment that you were saying, going back to that idea, uh, some colleagues tend to say that this is a mature environment. And truly, it is a mature environment. But what do we understand by mature? And I think by mature means that there has been a lot of gold being found. It doesn't mean that there is no more gold to be found. Going to Malartic, for example, uh, Malartic started in the 1900s, 1930s. Then it was kind of rediscovered in the 1980s, going underground, rediscovered again in the early 2000s by Osisco. And then subsequently, Yaman and Agnico made three other discoveries in the same area. I mean, and, and Malartic today produces 600,000 ounces of gold per year. So that is fascinating. I mean, only 12 kilometers from there, we have 2.5 million ounces and we're finding more gold. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing on where we are. And then you go to the next break and you have Troilus with the Chibugamon. You go to the next break and there you have Barry with, uh, with Winfo and Bonterra on the side. I mean, you, you are talking about here a, of one of the, if not the most important uh, greenstone belt in the world. I mean, and if we put it in a ranking, probably as a greenstone belt is the most prolific greenstone belt, period. I mean, there is no discussion. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting point you make. Um, so it's not just government. It's the fact that the it's got the history. It's got the, the deposits uh, and exploration continues to I guess, add, add to the answers. So, I mean, uh, Pascal, talk to me a little bit about what you're up to. So maybe sort of remind folks about the stage that you're at, because you're all at slightly different stages um, of the build and, you know, and how you're using Quebec contacts. Because it seems to be you guys knock on uh, like an open door, where, where in other provinces it's a case of trying to get noticed. It's, it's, there seems to be some sort of relationship from, you know, from exploration stage above and what, what are you finding Pascal? Well the, the first thing is um, whoever, whoever start uh, exploration activities in Quebec there's a tremendous database available to everyone. Uh, Geology Quebec it's a Quebec uh, it's a government uh, organization and all, all the geology data is there. So for us for example um, in our camp it's a young camp okay so a lot of the drilling, the historical drilling has been to specific site. So the rest of the camp, we, we start with the government data, like geophysic map, uh, geological mapping, everything is available to us. So it's not like you're starting with a white page. There's already data available to you. And we, our geologists are deeply involved with, with those data and that's the first step. The next step is uh, then you, you start you start to see assistance from like Justin mentioned, uh, you got government support at different level. Uh, for example, when you're early stage exploration, Sidex is there. You know, they're gonna look at your project, they're gonna see the potential, they have access to the same database as you do. 
So they, there's technical people in all these investment institutions, and they make a, a, a wise decision. Okay, do we invest money in that project? It doesn't have potential. So Sidex is there in the early days. And then as you grow your project, you get different support coming in, like uh, us at our stage. Uh, Sidex has been there before. SDBG, Société de Développement de Beijing, has been there for us before. Now, Case de Depot is in, you know, uh, uh, um, a pension fund based from Quebec. And eventually, once the PA is completed and you're closer to advance to engineering, you're going to have Investment Quebec coming in, you know, we already started the due diligence with Investment Quebec um, uh, this summer. So we're a few, a few months, maybe a year behind Justin on this. But IQ, Investment Quebec, is taking that route. And we had the technical review committee, uh, the first meeting uh, last week. So you, you get the support right through all the phase. They want you to be a success. So, um, because they know they know it's going to bring employment, they know it's going to bring wealth to the province. So they support you through that process, and they know they know exploration is a is an uh, is a risky business. So of course they provide fiscal incentive for Quebecers to invest money in those projects. So I and you look at the province, like the land itself. Uh, we're just if you look if you take the entire province. Like we're just drilling in, in the last 80 years, we just drilled the Cadillac Fault. And even within the Cadillac Fault, you got deposits that are being discovered in the last few years. Marbin is a good example. Canadian Malartic, that deposit was sitting there for forever. You know, the, the extraction began in, in, uh, in 2010, you know. So a lot of companies were born in Quebec. And Nico Ego, that's where it came. Uh, Tech, Barrick, they all started in Quebec. Um, and then they grew, they became big companies. So um, now you, you're starting to see activity, like, and recently you got in the last 10 years, a Cisco has been a successful story coming from Quebec. So, and now, you, well, it's a little bit on the on, outside of the province, but Kirkland Lake Gold. You know, Detour Gold and, and Macassa Mine, they're like 60 kilometers from the border. So they, they, the camp is, is, is phenomenal. Like there's gold um, to be discovered still. Barry, let me ask you um, about this. We, we've heard these, these guys will always be looking at the cost of the money that they bring into their organizations. And clearly government money tends to be... Um, tends to be a little bit cheaper, but they, I guess the, the, the beauty is the kind of certainty of it being there once they're in, they're in. What about, and, and there's a bunch of incentives that have been mentioned there too. Are, are you as a bank incentivized by the, the Quebec government in any way? Because you, you've got to make money. You don't you don't lend your money any cheaper than to anywhere else, do you? No, well, you know, I'm the securities part of the bank. I'm not, we're two, two separate areas. Uh, the, the bank originally was founded on infrastructure build in, in Montreal. Uh, but the securities part, which I am, um, we work on the same commercial terms that any other investment bank that you'll find in Canada work on. There's no particular incentive for us to, to get involved in, in uh, Quebec-based companies. It's just that we feel the Quebec-based companies is a bit of our background, uh, a bit of our backyard. 
But as Justin pointed out, and I think rightfully so, and then Jose's touched on it and, and Pascal as well, if you don't have an asset, you don't have anything. You have, you're, it's a non-starter. So, you know, we look for good investments and we look for good investments. Uh, we pride ourselves on being domestic, Quebec-based domestic, yes, but we look internationally as well. So our, our focus on Quebec is probably driven more by a better knowledge base that we have of some of the companies, of some of the terrain, of some of the issues that we've all touched on to a certain extent that allowed for mining companies to, to do well uh, within that jurisdiction and have a better chance potentially of finding something, not only because of the endowment, but also because of the incentives. And, you know, just back to one of the points that Justin made and, and Pascal's touched on it as well. Yeah, you do have a, a nice layering of government uh, sponsored agencies whose mandates are to help mining in, in, in Quebec. And, you know, Sidex, a good example of FTQ, uh, case to Poe, but don't, they're not what I would call your typical investor. They're more your partner. And, and what we've seen as well, they do their due diligence, uh, probably a little harder than, than they would normally. Uh, and uh, don't kid yourself, they're partner. <laughs> and if there's something that's going on, which they find may not be to their liking, you're definitely going to know about it. We certainly, as recommenders of investments of certain kinds, uh, if we uh, get involved in something which is not providing adequate returns, there'll be questions asked. Uh, they're, they're partners. They're not shy about making their concerns known. So, you know, to think that this is free money sitting there on the shelf to be invested is far from the truth. You've got to have the asset. You've got to have the people. And you're going to have ongoing uh, partnership. Uh, where they're going to be there and they're going to be paying attention. So, um, you know, from that perspective, is Quebec better or worse? It's nice to have the money, but, you know, sometimes, you know, that money does come with a little bit more baggage in the sense you've got more eyeballs focused on it. And for us as an investment bank, we think that's good. But as an investment bank, we just operate globally like any other investment bank. And, and, and one thing that I was going to add into that, um, and that adds to this idea of, I, I believe in being very fair that Quebec actually take advantage for their sophistication. They have been the first ones pushing on ESG. Uh, Justin has seen same as us, uh, as pushing for the eco law. That has been very much promoted by by this industry that really wants to be at the top of the ladder. Okay, now I think I think that's a, a good point to make. I think it's a, it's critical. But coming back to the partner point, if I may, and Justin, do you see that as a as unwanted baggage or a sort of necessary evil, or do you welcome it? You, you welcome it because they're there when the times are bad. There, we've all gone through a period where capitalizing our company to drill has been difficult. Um, equities are depressed. I'm not going to, I think the three of us would agree right now, all of our equities are depressed because of where we are in the market. Um, Quebec institutional investment and government investment takes a long-term view, right? They're not trading for a quarter or for a year. They're trading for the long-term and that gives us a real stability. And to further one comment that Barry and Jose made, um, just jurisdictionally, is skilled labor. We cannot even like, the importance of people 
and the availability of infrastructure is so incredibly important right now because despite me being in competition with Pascal and Jose, Jose is also one of my largest shareholders at the exact same time. And so uh, we've really we've really established the framework of cooperation among among developing companies I found. Um, we're benchmarking costs, we're making sure that we're keeping everybody honest and, and Jose's been a huge lead in that. Um, but you know to, to say that there are 400 drills going right now in Quebec is probably an understatement. Um, to say that there are skilled miners and laborers and mine developers and everything we need, um, yes, we're going to be exposed to inflation like everybody else, and we're all getting exposed to inflation right now. Um, however, if you want to do it, there's a way to to do it. And, and I think that's a huge um, benefit to working not only in Canada, but Quebec. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that. I mean, Jose, you, you've just got a bunch of money in the bank at the moment. You're, you're kind of not going to be out uh, raising capital anytime soon and the, and the drill bit is turning. So that, that that's all good news. But given the relationship that you've got with, with Troilus and, you, you know, it's uh, I would say this, these are three companies I've enjoyed listening to stories of. So I think I think it's not a case of competition. I think all of the above is is uh, equally investable, quite frankly. But um, with your relationship with Troilus, there's any learnings there for further down the line when the time comes where you do want to plug into the kind of uh, provincial government funding um, ecosystem. You know what? Maybe this is a matter of um, of age, in a sense. I mean, I think that with Pascal and Justin, there is a very frank and very open conversation. And although, yes, we still compete for capital, we still compete for being having a, a larger market cap. They were pretty open and frank in uh, in our uh, relationships and in exchanging uh, communication, which really. You know, it's going to be part of driving the change in the in the industry as well. I think for many years, our predecessors kept everything in silos, and that certainly didn't allow us to develop uh, our projects in a much better way. You know, I mean, uh, right now, you know, we started talking among different exploration companies in Quebec on where are their costs, so we can all maintain our cost kind of level where we all know where we are. Uh, so it's way to protect ourselves. Uh, and, and I think that is something that has not been seen before. And, and everyone, when we were talking about that, we're like, okay, we'll do. Okay, we'll do. And, uh, and that is fantastic. I think that is part, that cooperation is part of what will be, uh, we will see as a big change in, in Quebec. And, and that goes then people to geologists to some of our guys will know more about geophysics and can be lent to someone else to look into something in particular. Some of our guys may know more about ge geochemistry. And uh, yeah, of course, we were, if we are exploring around, I'm not going to tell them where is the oil deposit, but, uh, but, but there is cooperation and that is very important. And, and Pascal, what are you seeing um, on the ground? Because there's, um, there's been a lot of M&A activity recently. We've, we've seen some, some big, big stories and some, you know, mid-tier stories uh, out there. Do you think that this kind of precious metal pressure that you're, you're seeing will see a lot more either new entrants coming into the region, into the, into uh, Quebec, or you think that some companies are going to have to come together um, just to kind of get through this period that we're going through? I think you're going to see both. You, you like, um, well, you, you saw the, the, the transaction this week, KL and, and Nico. Um, 
and Nicole's got a lot of operation and the Cadillac fault. And um, but you, you see, it, you see the majors, the other majors in the world, all saying they want to come. They want to come to Canada, uh, and they and when they say they want to come to Canada, I, I feel targeted. I, I I think they're they're targeting Quebec, you know, uh, and probably Northeast Ontario as well. You know, they're, we're in the same camp. But Aniko, uh, uh, Kirkland Lake, the like. For example, uh, Bantera, we, uh, Kirkland Lake is a shareholder of Bantera. So now it's going to be a nickel. Uh, of course, they're going to be talking to us. They're going to try to see where we're heading with our exploration. So you're going to see the majors the, historically in, in, in Quebec, the juniors find the deposit and then the major build and, 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 and produce, you know. That's been the case for 80 years. So I don't, I, I see the pattern will, you know, you're gonna have once in a while, you're gonna have a, a junior emerging and become a mid-tier producer like West Dome, for example. Um, but a lot of time the majors acquire the, acquire the assets. So it, but uh, yourself, as a junior, your goal is to make sure that you develop the assets to you, you keep de-risking them. You know, you get the permit, you you get the you you get the resource, you do the engineering, you know, you get the uh, First Nation uh, agreement in place. You 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 de-risk the entire project. Yeah, it's sad to say someone may come in and acquire it eventually, but that's that's the that's the uh, that's the business we're in. You know, so, and but you're going to be prepared to develop and construct and build yourself. And you may become one of those mid-tier producer. You know, Aniko was Bontera 40 years ago. You know, Aniko started from nothing. I worked in Jutel at, at Telbell uh, for Aniko. And back then, trust me, they were not an $18 billion market cap company. <laughs> So, and, and and in the history in the history of uh, of the transactions we have seen um, in the ABTV around twelve billion dollars. So I mean clearly there is a place where in MA activities there has been a lot of activities and only in Quebec will be half of that. Uh, there has to be for a reason. Um, the amount of MA that exists in this region it's uh, it's where people feel comfortable. But what does that tell you about the future? What, 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 why are you saying that? No, I'm saying that what, what we're seeing here is a place where, I mean, this has been built on a matter of uh, M&A. I mean, wh where we are operating right now in Marvan, which is the extension of Camflow, that was the first mine that Berry Gold had when they changed from Berry Petroleum to Berry Gold. Then you see Agnico and Yamana and their growth going to 600,000 ounces was by buying Osisco Mining in, uh, in 2014. And, uh, and then you see El Dorado growing by buying Integra in Quebec as well, in buying Sigma Lamac, a mine that was supposedly to be destroyed, but yet another deposit was found just beside it called Triangle. And I'm not trying to do a poorly cherry, but we have a, a place there uh, only a couple hundred meters from that. Um, <laughs> And, and, and the fact of the matter is there is a lot of transactions that has been done on the basis of camps that supposedly there is nothing, suddenly a deposit is found, and then the major said, no, give it to me. And, and it's, 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 it's normal. I mean, uh, we, we, we are, it, 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 you expect that. 
you cannot be so gullible to believe that that's never going to happen. Justin, you look like you want to say something. Yeah, the difference now, Jose, over the last 30 years is that the producers have real balance sheets now, right? They've paid back their debt, they're buying back their stock, they're increasing their dividends. And, you know, the the new Ignico is going to have, what is it, $2.8 billion in liquidity. And we have this mid-tier group of producers that are producing between 400 and 750,000 ounces a year all over the world. And what is their goal? Their goal is to de-risk or move to that next level, which is a million ounces of production. And you have to do that by buying assets. So I think the Ignico Kirkland Lake deal, if they've shown us anything, is that the race is on for assets right now. And so my colleagues on the on on this uh, recording, um, we're all doing a good job taking and de-risking our assets. We're not giving them away. We're all building mines, but there's going to come a time when somebody who produces in Africa, their shareholders are going to say, we need to diversify or reduce our geopolitical risk into a jurisdiction where we can work for the long term where there's stability and stability of cash flow to back up that dividend they're increasing right now. And so from that standpoint, and, and like Jose, I've worked in Peru, I've worked in South America, I've spent time in Africa and Australia. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to work in Quebec. They try to make it as easy for us as possible. Gentlemen, I think that's a great place to end. Um, like, like I said, I've, I've enjoyed listening to and speaking with you guys over the past few months. Um, I think all of the above stories uh, work for us. Um, definitely have a look. We'll put the links below to some of the interviews that we've done, and there'll be an article coming off the back of this just to help people understand some of the, the thoughts that you've uh, shared with us today. Uh, especially like to thank you, Barry, for making time to, to, to join these guys. They've got something to promote. You don't. You're here sharing your knowledge <laughs> freely. <laughs> so um, appreciate that. And hopefully we'll, well, uh, we'll see you again. If Quite honestly, Tom, if they don't do well, we don't do well. <laughs> so that's true. That's there true. is there is a there is a commonality. Okay. Okay, guys, the pressure's on. Barry needs you to do even better than you're doing now. Okay, gentlemen. Love you and leave you. See you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.